Hey everyone, this is Mandy. I'm beginning a thorough read-through of the Grace Investigation report into Bob Jones University. I welcome insight and input from anyone who has first-hand knowledge of this institution. I've been loosely affiliated but was not a student myself. First, a little background on the people who conducted the investigation and wrote the report. GRACE, which is an acronym that stands for Godly Response to Abuse in the Christian Environment, is a Christian organization which independently investigates allegations of sexual abuse in other Christian organizations. They have a pretty bomb Twitter feed, too. Because they're Christian and I'm not, some of our perspectives and commentary may differ, but I'll do my best to differentiate between the report's commentary and my own so as to not conflate the two. I was made aware of the investigation at its start and saw the final report for the first time after my daughter was born at the end of 2014. At the time, I was primarily reading during midnight feedings, so I wanted to do a more thorough read-through for a while. And some info on your humble reader. I was raised in independent fundamental baptism in churches and organizations that are closely affiliated with Bob Jones University. I've never been a student or an employee of the school myself, but I have family who attended. I also lived in the area, which is Greenville, South Carolina, for a long time, and attended church with many dear friends who have been both students and employees of the university. While I'm no longer affiliated with any church organization, uh, at this point don't identify as Christian, I'm still actively studying religion via a minor in religious studies paired with a women's and gender studies major and a major in journalism. Roughly a year ago, in a class called Gender and Sexual Assault, the report was brought back to my attention as part of a project on partner abuse in conservative Christianity, and it sat in the back of my brain for a while. So here we go. If you're on Twitter, follow hashtag ReadBJUGrace for the contents of this read-through. I'll try to keep it as organized as possible, but I'm annotating and cataloging the report itself as I go for ease of reference later, so some of these are going to be a little slow in coming, uh, but we'll get there. I'll move on to part one. This is part one of the hashtag ReadBJUGrace thread um, from Mandy Nicole, first of her name. The introduction of the report opens with acknowledgement of a Christian worldview on both the part of the investigators and the organization being investigated. References to Ephesians 5.11 and 1 Corinthians 5.1-5 remind Christians of their responsibility to shine light on abuse. We get a brief history of BJU. The university was founded by evangelist Bob Jones Sr. in 1927. At the time of the report, the university had an active enrollment of approximately 3,000 students from all over the world and since its inception had enrolled approximately 94,000. Bob Jones Academy, which now houses a child education center, elementary school, middle school, and high school, is attached to the university. I actually know people who attended Bob Jones University schools from kindergarten all the way through post-grad. Note from me, there's a Wikipedia page dedicated to notable Bob Jones alum and other affiliated people. Just look for a list of notable Bob Jones people and you'll find it. Notable Bob Jones degree holders, both earned and honorary, include governors, judges, legislators, representatives, and at least one attorney general. The things being taught and enforced in this college have the potential to reach deeply into the lives of every American. My point here being, even if you've never heard of Bob Jones University before today, you should care about what's happening there. The first four presidents of Bob Jones University were in the Jones family. Bob Jones Sr., Bob Jones Jr., Bob Jones III, and Stephen Jones. The Jones family needs its entirely own thread, and I'll do one soon. In December of 2011, Stephen Jones announced that, quote, the Board of Trustees approved the formation of a committee to review BJU sexual abuse policy and its application, end quote. This appears to have been a response to public pressure for such a report. 
Grace was hired to be an independent ombudsman. Stephen Jones initially explained hiring Grace by referencing the media storm surrounding Chuck Phelps, which also deserves its own thread and which we explore in part two. The investigation began January of 2013. Almost exactly a year later, Bob Jones University suddenly fired Grace and ended the investigation. After a month of backlash, they decided to reinstate the original contract. That's the end of the introduction and we'll pick up with part two. This is part two of hashtag read BJU Grace. It's impossible to properly understand the context of BJU initiating an investigation by Grace without knowing the story of Chuck Phelps and Tina Anderson. Chuck Phelps was a member of the Bob Jones University Board of Trustees when the story broke in 2010 involving the abuse of a 15-year-old girl from Phelps Church. Going forward, there are trigger warnings here for rape and violent abuse of a minor. Tina Anderson was 15 years old when she was manipulated, groomed, and repeatedly raped by a deacon at Trinity Baptist named Ernest Willis. In the course of one of these instances, she became pregnant. When Tina refused to let Willis drive her out of state for an abortion, he asked if he could, quote, punch her in the stomach as hard as he could, and quote, to trigger a miscarriage. When Tina's mother and the leadership at Trinity found out about the abuse and the subsequent pregnancy, Tina was blamed by Chuck Phelps and his wife for, quote, her part, end quote, in the abuse. Phelps decided that, rather than going to the police about the abuse, he would handle the matter internally and removed Willis from deaconship. Tina was sent to live with another pastor's family in Colorado until she delivered and gave up the child. It would be 13 years before police got wind of Willis's abuse of Anderson and contacted Tina to aid her in pressing charges. Tina told police and reporters that during the ordeal she had been made by Phelps to publicly apologize to her church and to her rapist wife for what was done to her. There was swift and intense backlash against Bob Jones University for not removing Chuck Phelps from their board of trustees for his gross and illegal negligence in the situation. BJU initially responded thusly. This is a press release on the Bob Jones University website entitled, The Position of Bob Jones University Regarding the Membership of Dr. Chuck Phelps on its Cooperating Board of Trustees. Bible-believing Christians frequently face the question of how to respond biblically to criticism when it comes at them or when it is directed toward a Christian brother. At Bob Jones University, we believe that scripture teaches us we are to receive criticism in a spirit of humility. We try to listen and determine if there's something we need to change, and if there is, we change it. If we humbly listen to our critics, analyze the situation, and don't find cause for change, we then, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, determine whether or not to answer the criticism. In one chapel message this semester, the speaker drew our attention to Colossians 3, 12 through 14, which directs us to clothe ourselves with Christ, especially his love. This emphasis provides a fitting context for approaching the topic at hand. Our privileged identity, holy and beloved, necessitates a distinctive wardrobe, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. The Holy Spirit takes for granted that there will be complaints between people who are not yet glorified, so how we handle disputes with forbearance and forgiveness has everything to do with bearing the identity of Jesus Christ. We must speak the truth and speak the truth in love. In the last few weeks, an environment has been created on the internet in which BJU is being criticized by some people and happy with the university for having Dr. Chuck Phelps on our cooperating board of trustees. Because of the increasing attention the criticism is receiving, we believe an answer is now prudent. In 1997, a tragic incident took place in Concord, New Hampshire, involving members of a church then pastored by Dr. Phelps. A 15-year-old girl in the congregation was raped by an older man who also attended the church. It was only this past summer, 2011, that this man was charged and convicted for his crime. 
We are grieved by the sin committed against this lady who was a young teenager at the time, and we are grieved that she will live with the horrible effects of this sin against her throughout her lifetime. Sin is real, and so is its damage that only God's grace can heal and restore. Bloggers have posted a wealth of information about this incident and how Dr. Phelps handled it. Dr. Phelps has been accused of not reporting the crime to officials, sending the girl out of state to hide the situation, harboring a criminal, and protecting a sexual predator. We believe that the biblical way to approach this information is to get all the facts before judging Dr. Phelps or his actions, including going directly to him for answers to these questions. While the university maintained regular contact with Dr. Phelps since the matter came to light, we've recently spent time on Dr. Phelps' website, drchuckphelps.com, and reading what the bloggers are saying. To verify facts and get our questions answered, we called him and he answered our questions. After speaking with him and weighing the criticism against the facts, we have concluded that some of what is posted on the internet about this incident is true, but the majority is a little bit of truth mixed with a lot of opinion and speculation. Did Dr. Phelps do everything perfectly? No, nor would anyone make perfect judgments in similar circumstances. He has openly admitted this on his website. Bloggers have been quick to judge and condemn Dr. Phelps, but a biblical approach would be an attitude of forbearance toward a Christian brother, not recklessly making accusations of a crime or cover up against a man of good reputation before gathering the facts. The biblical principle is to go to the person directly and get facts before reaching a judgment. Dr. Phelps has offered to talk to several of his critics and even shared his phone number, but not one is called to talk to him directly. The internet posts criticizing Dr. Phelps are a great reminder of the consequences of the negative use of social media, how it can be used to tear down a person's reputation with little verification of fact. They're also a reminder that there are positive biblical ways to participate in social media discussions, including not quickly rushing to judgment, considering the intent and motives of those posting, considering the tone of what is said and whether it is Christ-like in nature, being willing to exert the time and energy to seek the truth humbly and being willing to challenge others with deep questions and facts. The BJU Board of Trustees and Cooperating Board are comprised of godly men and women who exhibit wisdom and humility in their positions. If Dr. Phelps or any other board member covered up a crime such as this, he or she would not be retained on the board. In conclusion, we cannot overlook the human side in all of this. A teenage girl was raped. This is a tragedy. A rapist is in jail. This is justice. A faithful pastor is being pummeled in social media and his family maligned. This is unjust. Our God is being grieved. It quickly became clear that Bob Jones University would not be let off the hook for their victim blaming and their cover of Phelps' illegal and damaging non-action. The university knew it had to take a more concrete step to recover from their bad PR. Enter Grace.